as I say, you know. Could interview Aussie for a little bit. I mean, he's an exciting guy. He's a very exciting guy. He's an very exciting guy. But I do get the feeling when I clap, he's just going to run off. <laughs> Ta da! <laughs> Welcome to Yelling at Concrete Podcast, man. How <laughs> exciting. Hello How to exciting. everyone everyone out there. Um, this is going to be hella confusing for anyone listening, since we essentially have the same voice. Yeah, do I need to like put on an accent or something? We could accent it. I don't, we're terrible at accents. We're so terrible at accents. Neither of us can do accents to save our lives. The only thing I can think of is that Family Guy bit where they're trying to record Peter's cartoon and Cleveland keeps putting on an Australian <laughs> accent. Well, the moon, oh, it's the moon Australian accent. accent. It's like, oh my God, no, it's terrible. It is terrible. Yeah. Okay, so for anyone who, who is unaware by the fact that this title will involve your name, so it's kind of obvious who you are in relation to me. Yeah. Yeah, um, you're my brother. Mm-hmm. I don't have a job title for you, which is essentially what I give everyone else. Well, I would, I'd say you're a graphic designer, but you're yeah. also a yeah. social media coordinator. Is that the word? Manager. Manager, yes. Yeah, so you're a social media manager, but you're also, also a graphic manager. manager. You're a marketing manager. Yeah, and a content creator. Exactly. I do a lot of things. Yeah. But all within bars, restaurants, nightclubs, hospitality, as such. So, mm-hmm. essentially, if you've been to a decent bar in Nottingham... Yeah, that's, that's good. We'll plug that. You're in Nottingham. <laughs> um, <laughs> we can plug for the first 10 minutes or so. <laughs> I don't need to plug. Like, it, it, like, if you've been to one of the seven locations that I do all the marketing and uh, design and everything for in Nottingham you'll probably see my work yes yeah. yeah. I'd say a decent bar there's plenty of decent bars that I don't work for your hands stretch far and wide in the Nottingham yes uh, and realm formerly used to be where you live in Lincoln yep which is fun yep but it gets boring after a while it does because yeah. not a lot changes well no no more changes we discovered that today we've just we've literally just come back this video probably won't go oh, out this is boxing for a couple day, of weeks but this is boxing day yeah this is day after Christmas we went back to Scunthorpe uh, to visit the parents and I've just driven you back to Nottingham with your dog so uh, that's another thing you may hear dog shuffles barks slash whines through this entire video but he's just had a hella stressful car journey so he's probably more he had a hella stressful car journey well it's stressful for all of us in the car, but he makes the stress. He does. It's his fault that we're Captain, all stressed. It was pretty chill. We had, uh, had a bit of rage against the machine on, yeah. a bit disturbed, and uh, we were fine. It was just, yeah, every so often you get claws in your neck, which... Or licks on your face. Or licks on your face, whines in your ear, whatever. You know, what comes about it? So, the first question is, is kind of an easy one. How long have you known me, man? Well, you say it's easy, but I forget how old you are, so... Right, so there's a, there's a test then. How long, how long have you known me? I'd say 27 years. Well, you're wrong. Well, no, because it's past November, so it'll be 28 years. There you go. Yeah, so, there you go. Yeah. Cool. 28 years. So I've known you 28 years. Yes. But you've known me... 28 years. Well, you say that, but you probably weren't <laughs> conscious until you were like three or four. No, I, so I was like a coma baby. Really? Like, kids have con- cognitive, like... Yeah, but what's your <laughs> earliest memory of me? Okay, so I have a memory where we're in the original house, our first house, mm-hmm. with mum and dad. And do you remember that there was a white cushion 
which used to be kind of like corduroy. It was a bit frayed at the sides. We used to sit. Oh on yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that yeah, white yeah, cushion? Yeah, okay. Yeah. So there's a scene in my head. It's where... as dumb as that sounds to anyone listening. It's a white cushion that's frayed up. No, no. It was the only one in the room that was white with tassels, and yeah. everything else was just black. And that cushion lasted forever. Yeah. We had it in the house for forever and ever. I don't. I don't know when Mum got rid of it, but it just disappeared. But essentially, I have this memory of someone dropping an egg, like a fried egg, onto that cushion. Yeah. And I, you starting crying. I don't remember that. That's my, that's my earliest memory. After that, it is us on a pile of Lego in the living room. Yeah, on the big sheet. Yeah. Because yeah. we said you collected a lot of Lego. You still do. You've still got masses of minifigs. Well, I've just done minifigs now. Yeah, you got minifigs. Novelty items like well, Minecraft ones or Wally. Yeah, we essentially had. Just still haven't built. You still haven't built Wally? It's. How, th- how long have you had that? Two and a bit, yeah. It's just my 30th birthday, so it's nearly two years. You so, haven't built it. It's 3,000 pieces. Yeah? It's daunting. Well, <laughs> it's Lego, though. It gives you the instructions. Yeah, I know, but I open it It's up. not like a puzzle. It's like a novel to put it together. There's like 3,000 pieces. It's it's honestly two days' work. I'm I'm never buying you Lego. I'll get it done eventually. If, I mean, I could buy you the Death Star, but that's like 5,000 pieces. Yeah, I'm not doing that either. I hate Star Wars, so... Yeah, that's something we agree on. Um, back to my point. Yeah, because um, we used to play on that massive sheet of Lego because we've got two stacking stores okay. with the Lego. So my first memory of you yeah. is the day we went to get you in the hospital. That's pretty early memory. Like, bringing mum home from the hospital with you. Okay, what happened in that memory? Me and because dad went to the hospital. I've heard differing, uh, different sentimentalities. Of it. Uh, as I remember, I'd been at our auntie's yes. in the morning. Yes. Or it might have been Nans. I can't remember. I've heard Nans. It could have been Nans. It could have been Nancy's. Yeah. It, I can't remember. Uh, so Dad came and picked me up. Um, then we went to the hospital, walked into the ward. One was on the bed on the far right hand side of the long ward room. And then your life got better for 28 years. It was cause you. Was... And that was it. Mm. That's our first memory of you physically. I do remember when Mum was pregnant with you. See, I've never heard any of this. Like, no, this is this. Uh, when was it? I mean, I've I've heard very it little in terms of probably about time. a month before you were born. Well, they only told sat- you a month before you were born. Well, right. I realised she was pregnant, well, and I'd been told that like, um, I'm having a little brother or something. I mean, you'd have only been like four at the time. Three and a half. Yeah. Yeah, three, three. Yeah, and so half. you weren't that old to no, begin but, with. Yeah. Um, but then I distinctly remember one conversation when mum sat me down and was like, oh, you know, just let you know, there's going to be a moment, like a morning soon where you'll probably wake up and I won't be here. And I started crying, <laughs> not understanding what she meant. Like, you mean you're going? <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Well, that's a perfect example of how mum sends texts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> where she makes it super, super serious. It'll be just, something just like, call me. It's just blunt. And it's then. Like, call me or like, Give me a call when you get a second. I need to speak to you. I need to speak to you. And it's just like, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's that, <laughs> or it's the overuse of the kisses at the end. And it's like, hi, hope you had a good day uh, yesterday. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Also, dad's getting better. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Okay, and then this, kiss, kiss. And it's like, you don't have to put kisses after every sentence. That's not how this... Mum, mm. I appreciate the kisses. <laughs> I can suck up on camera. I'm fine. <laughs> You know, it's worse then. I mean, you didn't understand what lol meant. Yeah. 
and you just put lol as a full stop for everything. I just put tidy now because it annoys you. It really does annoy you. <laughs> I do it more because it annoys you. But that's the, yeah, those are pretty early memories. Like, those are... Yeah, I mean, so I remember when mum was pregnant and sat me down and told me that you were coming. I mean, then... I imagine my memories from you are about when I was about four or five. Because you would have been about eight, and that would make sense. Yeah, you form memories or earliest memories around that time. Yeah, because it's weird though. Like I, my problem is I kept told about stuff which happened earlier on. Yeah, and because I've been describing them in such detail, you kind of make them up. In a way, like you picture how they could happen, so then you're like, oh, well, maybe I remember that, or whether I was just told about that. That's the one memory I have from before you were born. Yeah. I mean, I might have other memories, but I couldn't pinpoint what they were, and I couldn't remember if you were alive or not. That's because life wasn't important before I was alive. So, but other than memories when I was a kid, like I remember choking on a uh, cheese and tomato sandwich at some point and throwing up in my bin in my bedroom, and like that was really young when that happened. But I don't remember if you were alive or not. Um, different things like that. then I've got false memories as well. Yeah, which everyone tells me didn't happen, and right. I'm a hundred percent certain they did happen. I mean, I have memories where I've combined things. Like, for the longest time, I had a memory uh, about when we were going on holiday. And we went with Gran and Grandad to Bridlington. Mm-hmm. And I remember walking down, like, the, the slip section at Bridlington. There's a car park, and there's, like, a, a low bit which loads down to the front. You can say so. And I remember walking down that, and mm-hmm. then combining it with another holiday we had, which took place in Derbyshire, where we got some ice pops. Right. and they take two place at two places which completely aren't connected in any way shape or form and it wouldn't be possible in one holiday but I very vividly remember doing both those things one after another mm. tell you what another early memory is caravan holiday in Derbyshire that's a great memory and it was before it definitely before you were born there was only me there and we sat down for a picnic and there was ants everywhere and got bitten by ants but that was like just there memory. I'm curious about this false memory you have there. the false memory is uh, being on a tricycle or a, like a little push bike or whatever and biking towards a lighthouse and mum or dad I can't which one running after me because I nearly went off the edge and they pulled me back from the edge and I that's thought... it it's, it's like it's nothing major no it's that and I I have that as a memory mum swears it never happened dad says it never happened because they never let me take my bike on holiday ever yeah we so that, would, that would have never yeah. been a thing and you know that, and we all know that from being young, that like they never did. Yeah. Um, and they can't think of anywhere we went where there was a lighthouse which would have been out towards like an edge of something. It makes me wonder if you like you saw a film when you were really young, and it had a scene like that in it. Not sure. And you just kind of picked it as yours. Yeah, I'm not sure. Because we've been through a few places with lighthouses, so it's not yeah, yeah. improbable. It's just the bicycle throws it off mm. hugely. And, yeah, vividly biking towards a lighthouse. Yeah. Like biking and biking and biking towards this lighthouse and then someone at the last minute chasing after me and we pulled me back. Yeah. And I don't know what it's from, but I have that very vivid memory. Yeah. But then I had several recurring dreams when I was a kid as well, um, which obviously I knew were dreams, yeah. but I had them as recurring dreams. I mean, I get recurring dreams, occasionally. But then yeah. I sleepwalk and sleep talk, so. Yeah. I'm doing the classic one in the minute where I'll be laid in bed. Fully asleep. I'll imagine someone's in my house. I'm not scared that they're in my house. But I'll get out of bed. I'll close my bedroom door. And I'll put a t-shirt on and I'll go back to bed. And then I'll wake up wearing a t-shirt with my door closed. Because the biggest fear I had whilst asleep was they'd see me shirtless. 
which has all kinds of body insecurity things going on there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if that's the biggest fear you've got, I think. Well, you know, well that's the that's the thing. Whilst I'm like right, semi awake, yeah. I'm just like, oh, there's people in my house. Uh, I'm a little bit naked. Okay, I can't be naked. I'm in my own sleeping box, so. Well, yeah. yeah. You sleep in what you can. Cool. So, obviously, bringing you on, this will probably be the first guest podcast of the new year. 2018. Yeah. Start as you mean to go on. Start as you mean to go on. Yeah. You know, crack out. forward, etc. So, hopefully, presumably, you'll have a subject which people are interested in. Sort of. Because, you know, everyone brings a subject. We all bring something different. With you, it's kind of hard because we talk so, well, at length. Yeah, yeah. So... <laughs> The subject, like you said, bring a subject, and I'm yeah. like, cool. Well, what's the biggest thing that's really annoyed me about 2017? And so there's, there's a, a lot of, in 2017. There's a lot of crap that's going on in 2017, and you know, one of the big things is Trump and the way he rose to power and got his presidency, and then there's little things like all the sexual misconduct and sexual assault and whatever in Hollywood, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which extends to the music industry as well, and. Tying that back to a more lighter version of mm-hmm. that, which I'm sure we'll get onto the, the harsher stuff later, is things like fandom and partisan voting. Um, okay. So the idea that you will support something blindly. Yes. And So follow something just because... Yeah, so let's, let's go back to fandom. Yeah, go simple. Because, because Start simple and we'll work our way. There is, there's a lot of stuff within fandom which, you know, geek culture and whatever... Um, which, you know, if you're following something blindly and sticking with the show because you like it and you won't listen to people's criticism, it's like, fair play, it's your choice. The, yeah. the show's been made. If you want to like it, like it. Who cares? But what I really dislike, Ozzy, will you go away? <laughs> Sorry. Doug just really wants to come up. Cool. Look at that. Look at that jump. Good leap. You can sit there. Enjoy the ruffle which you got. That was a dog. <laughs> well, you're now part of the podcast. You're staying there now. That's, yeah. You know. Lay down, chill out. Two guests for the price of one. Yeah, man. Give me a paw. Throw them in the. Uh, yeah. No, you're in your head. Full head. Yeah, cool. So anyway, so yeah, I, I don't care if someone loves a show till its death. I, I don't care. Like if if it's on and you like it, who cares? You go enjoy it. it. Doesn't affect me at all. What really irritates me is when people wear it on their sleeve as their identity, mm-hmm. and it's this idea of you're either with us or against us, mm-hmm. and it's like. Well, no, I just don't like it. It's just of no interest to me. But of course, there's people that wouldn't react like I would to any anything like that. If I don't like something, I ignore it. Yes, instead of going after it. I don't go after it. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people which will see something and they have to say something. You know, it's like when we were younger and we were both into metal and both rock kids and we had longer hair and, you know, you'd walk past a bunch of chavs and we'd get a haircut and you're like, why do you have to say that? Like... Yeah, just ignore it. If you don't like my hair, cool. If you think my hair's a bit shit, cool. I don't care. It probably was a bit shit. I mean, I despise <laughs> Ugg boots, but I don't go chasing people in the street. Yeah, you don't go, oi, fluffy feet. Maybe I should. What are you doing? Like, you could do. That's a whole new age of bullying. Just picking on... People with Ugg boots. People with Ugg boots. Works. I mean... But either way, yes. it's that kind of thing. You know, people do, some people do feel the need to say stuff. But at the same time, it's the people that feel the need to wear it on their sleeve and it's like, well, I'm just going to... You, you better get used to the fact that I like this, because I do. And you're like, no, it's cool, I get it, just go away. I think it's, it's one of those things where you people who have a passion and they want to wear that passion as their identity and they adopt that so early on because it's so easy to 
in a way be accepted for it it's like the whole thing of like why it's so easy to be indoctrinated because once you yeah. agree with someone and someone agrees with you there's two of you yeah, it's just and it's hard to break works, that. That's why cults work. Yeah, it's why racism, sexism, all of that yeah. kind of collects together. Cause you... So, because it was interesting when you mentioned it, because I was trying to think of something you have which you're passionate about. And I couldn't think of anything from our time where you've been, you know, willing to die for, essentially. Like, really. this is so important to me. Oh, there's plenty of stuff I like. To, yeah. And there's plenty of stuff I really enjoy, and there's plenty of stuff that I'll, you know, someone says something about it, I will argue the toss that it's great or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, obviously working in bars and restaurants and stuff like that. I've, yeah, because, you know, like, this is, that's, a, that's another side of it. Like, you work in bars and restaurants, you know a lot of people who are passionate about booze. Mm-hmm. Like, super passionate about booze. I mean, in a way... As long as is is it a case of does it would it bother you that they were talking about booze passionately or would it have to be that they'd go after people who are drinking differently? Yeah, well, see, this is one of the things you get with a lot of bartenders who, if someone comes up to the bar and orders a long iced tea, yeah, they'll be like, "What are you doing? That's, that's such a crap cocktail," you know, and judge the person for it. And it's like, for me, I'm like, well, people can drink what they want to drink, but the same kind of respect has to come from the customer side of it as well yeah. and one of the big things that you come up against is people not understanding why something is the price it is and there's a bar in town here which imports loads and loads of craft beer mm. and you know you can go to you know Weatherspoons and probably get a craft beer a craft air quotes for anyone on the on the audio version you are, um, you are. if your industry oh, sees this no, like, <laughs> you're under fire no it's fine it's like um, it's 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 them understanding why something is because you can get a craft beer from Weatherspoons and there is some craft beers in there and there's some ones that kind of masquerade as craft beers there's some ales repackaged either way but Weatherspoons has big buying power mm-hmm. and it's never going to buy something that it has to sell at a high price so the thing that you're buying for £3 the bottle that you're buying for £3 there it's either £3 because it's a cheaper product or it's £3 because they've managed to get it down to such a price like Punk IPA by Brewdog yeah. is stocked in there but their buying power of Weatherspoons is to get that product down so far it's a great product but they've got it down so far it's even cheaper to buy in a Weatherspoons than it is an actual Brewdog pub yeah. but anyway back to the bar yeah. you know you go in there and you've seen all these different craft beers and stuff and you're like why is it £6 for two thirds of a pint that is mental why? because the owners of the bar literally fly to the States fill up a shipping container of beer and ship it over to the UK and you can't get that beer anywhere else in the UK. They physically go and fill shipping containers of products and bring it over. Yes. That's why the price is. Then you look at cocktails. You know, you can go into a chain bar and get two for one on these cocktails, which are essentially just vodka and juice in a in a glass. Yeah. And that's why it's so much cheaper. And then you can go into some of the bars that I've taken you to or some of the bars that I frequent and, you know, they've used the centrifuge to separate strawberries out to get a perfect strawberry juice. And it's taken five hours to do. And then they you make their own syrups and they make their own apple juice and they make their own this. And then the spirit they're using is a £25 bottle rather than a £12 bottle. And it's... We can understand... Like, being from my side, we understand why that drink costs what it costs. Mm-hmm. But the customer doesn't always appreciate it and kicks off. But at the same time, you do have bartenders who are also like, you're ordering that cheap, tra- crappy drink. You're having a Jaeger bomb. What are you on about? Kind of thing. And it's like, a little bit of respect from both sides would help. Yeah. I, but, thought, I do find it's, it's kind of interesting in a way, like, 
Because I know you well. And how you react to things. You say that. I know how you react to things. You, 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 as you do, you get on a ramble. About something. Yeah, you ramble quite a lot. We both ramble quite a lot. So it's, it's that interesting balance of like, you ramble quite a lot, but only when you're invited to ramble. And that's, that's essentially... Yeah. Well, do you think that's down to a personality difference? Potentially. Because we're both quite... Two seconds. Introvert. <laughs> yeah. So, just warming the room up. It's a radiator sound. Yeah, we're both quite introverted people. Sorry, just moving the radiator closer. So, do you think people who, who take on something as a fandom and then they wear it as their, as their badge, their shield... Who, but then a lot of them tend to be introverted until they get that. Until they get that little little thing which can make them extroverted. Well, here's my example of a fandom that... I'm not going to attack this fandom because there's, there is a large, passionate group of people on the internet who make themselves known about this fandom. And I don't want to go viral for the wrong reasons. <laughs> it's already happened to me once. I mean, I've done a feminism blog, podcast, so... Yeah, and to be fair, I've... I've been publicly shamed on the internet. You have, yes. At least twice. You've almost met meme quality. Eh, not meme quality. Next time it happens, I'll put turning you into a meme. I'll just shout at some posh kids. I know. So, <laughs> um, but so, bronies. Right, okay. And if anyone doesn't know what bronies are, it's male, adult-ish, so essentially kind of six, 14 to 16 upwards, fans of the cartoon My Little Pony. Not the original, the remake with, um, I can't remember who does it, there's a, there's a particular woman that does it, uh, who's made it, it's like her vision yeah. for my love. Um, I feel like that but, explanation is only for people who are over a certain age, unless you are a brony. Potentially. Yeah. Um, but what you, what you find a lot with that fandom is, the, they feel the need to defend their decision to like the show. Yes. And... Obviously, people think it's a bit weird sometimes, so they attack it. Now, I don't care if you like the show. Mm-hmm. I've watched some clips of the show. It looks perfectly fine. You know, I enjoy random cartoons. I still watch Steven Universe, like Family Guy, Simpsons, Rick and Morty. You know, I'm not <clears throat> one of those people that thinks cartoons are for kids. And even stuff like Steven Universe and a lot of the kind of like Adult Swim and that kind of stuff is... Probably more kids than it is adult. Yeah, Steven Universe is aimed at a younger audience. Yeah, hundred percent a younger yeah. audience. There's that um, uh, what the hell's it called? The one with the one that's got like the real life backgrounds with the animated characters on top. Oh yeah, I crap, can't remember the name. Yeah. I know the one you're on about. Yeah, just, it'll come to me. But yeah, it's like the something show. Wait, the regular show could be the regular show. That's not. That's, not that's, that's like mid range. Okay, that's, are you on about like photographic backgrounds? Yeah. Like photographic background. It's got like a fish in it. Could do. Okay, I've only seen bits of it. But the stuff like that, which yeah. is um, which is hilarious. These bears, bears, or whatever it's called, something similar. Bears, bears, bears. Yeah. bears it's not bears, 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 but it's, it's like these bear, bear. I can't remember. Yeah, I agree. I've seen bits of those. Yeah. And you know, stuff essentially like Nickelodeon fodder as well. Like well, this is Cartoon mainly, Network. Mainly adults, yeah, yeah, Cartoon Network yeah. kind of stuff. And I still watch Dexter's Lab or Cow and Chicken there. But either way, there's no issue with the show, right? Yes. There's no drama with the show. And it's, but it's the kind of like, obviously some people are going to react with heavy vitriol towards the idea that someone like such a feminine thing, like, I mean, it's not even, it's ponies. Who cares? Like, and I know we obviously used to have this divide of, well, this is a boy's thing, this is a girl's thing. Uh, But it doesn't matter. And a bunch of people attack it 
Yeah. And then what that does from the fandom side of it is they feel they need to over defend it. And it's the you know, it's the guy that's like every t shirt he has is a My Little Pony t shirt. Mm-hmm. He knows the theme song off by heart and sings it when he goes to Brony Cons. You know, it's the I've got he's got bumper stickers on the back of his car. You know, it's like I'm a brony, I'm a brony, I'm a brony, and it's like <laughs> hammering it home that it's there. And it's like, okay, we really need to do that. And then again, back when we were kids and we were like into rock music and stuff like that, yeah, we were on everything. There was always the guy that was Dude, like so into metal. Everything's metal. Everything like you know, yeah. he cuts his wrist because it's metal. It's like yeah. wh- what? I think a lot of this stuff, though, as much as it's it's kind of frustrating or annoying in a way I think a lot of it comes from especially with bronyism uh, to, to use it as the, like the forefront example because that's kind of grown out of a certain generation like it's you had bits of it before but that's like a that's a peak example of something which has kind of come in and most people know know what a brony is because of the attention it's received and all that kind of thing mm-hmm. so it's this kind of this whole generation of people who in a way, was so desperate to have something to defend. No, I don't think it's a generation of people. I think it's a group of people who well, have something to defend. Even since, I think I think a lot of people need something to defend. Yeah, and I think it's the same with angry white dudes who um, yeah. just be racist. It's like, well, you feel like you're attacked because you want something to defend and you want some sort of identity. Yeah, you, because it, it leads them into an identity. And yeah. I think that's, that's where it kind of like it stems from. Yeah. But I think that's not something you can actually... Because in a way, if you were to think of trying to like solve it, is like a fandom thing. I don't think you could because I think hmm. we naturally no. search for it. I mean, even even like me, you know, I'm black and white, pretentious hipster. You know, adopted it. You know, tattoos, alcohol, cap. You know, we search for it. Obviously, we're way more relaxed than Bronies, but that's just being out of us. Yeah, I, think, <laughs> I mean, I do think it's part of human nature. And, and then, you know, to, to move on from... Um, from that kind of like lighter side of it, you get a lot yeah. of it with these different fandoms, and they will defend it to the death, and, and you're like, cool, whatever. Um, but it's that idea that you have to have to be part of it, or you're mm. against it. Yeah, if you don't no throw yourself around. into it fully, you're against it. I guess with that is kind of because they're so used to being attacked, they yeah. don't like the idea that maybe someone would be just indifferent to it. You know, it's, it. it's like Star Wars. Star Wars has just obviously come out, taken the world by mixed opinions. I won't say by storm because it's kind of polarised a whole bunch of people. Taken away by meh. Yeah. Um, I'm not a Star Wars fan. No. I've seen the first three. I've seen the second three. Mm-hmm. I only own the first three. And that's more because I was a film student. Yeah. And I, I don't see the deal. Yeah, I talk to people about Star Wars and they're like, what? How yeah. can you just... Dis- what? Okay, so here's what? my thing <laughs> with Star Wars. Like, divert very slightly. Here's my thing with Star Wars. Yeah. Right, I didn't watch it when I was younger. I didn't watch it when I was younger. I wasn't born in the 70s, I was born in the mid-80s. Yeah. So, it was never there for the theatrical releases and all that. So, I never appreciated it on that level. Mm-hmm. So, I understand a lot of older people being obsessed with it. Because for them, it was probably the pinnacle of a lot of things mm-hmm. uh, in the 70s. Especially if you were a teenager in the 70s. That was probably one of the best films you've ever seen yes. in terms of visuals and that. Because it came out and just blew, yeah. and then changed you, the game. You get into the... Um, you get into the the kind of like the fandom of it and you, and you get into the kind of world and you get interested in the universe which is so expansive and has all this stuff going on you're like cool no problem yep, yep. I get that I do get that but I never saw it like that and the first time I ever saw Star Wars was when I was like 13 12 or 13 I hadn't seen it before that and at that point I thought it looked bad 
Yeah. Well, visually, it looked bad. So I didn't pay much attention to the story because visually it didn't look good to me. Mm-hmm. So either way, never got around to it. Again, gave up. Then I got dragged to the cinema when I was like 17 to watch Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Which, you know, everyone will probably agree is the worst Star Wars film. Um, yes. I think everyone kind of fun. Are you done, buddy? No, no. You can jump down. Go on. Can you make that leap? There, there you go. go. Good times. Um, and that didn't help at all. I yeah. have gone back and revisited. I've watched the first three. And here's what I'll say. They're consistently six and a half, seven out of ten. Mm-hmm. There's nothing particularly wrong with them, but I don't get the hype. Yeah, I don't get that. I don't, I don't understand people who are younger than me. Because obviously I, I was, like, Attack of the Clones, Phantom Menace, I was younger, so, like, 12. I think I was 17, 18 when yeah, it came Yeah, so I'd, I'd have been, like, 12 or so. What did we miss there? Nothing much. That, if you watch the podcast, there's, like, gaps all the time. Okay. <laughs> um, but, yeah, essentially, I'd been about 12 or so. So I was at the right age to appreciate it. Yeah. as like a young kid to go see Phantom Menace and be like that's amazing you know Star Wars blah blah blah, blah. but there's kids who are younger than me who haven't had that yet still fully embrace it as like their thing and I don't get it well I because... think those three probably appeal to kids a lot more but then you like it's, it's just that thing of kind of picking it up and then just die harding it in a way it's like prior to the Star Wars release, the amount of people who said you have to see Star Wars when you have to see Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, I or, or right now, whereas have you seen Star Wars? I was like, no, I'm not going to go see Star Wars. Because like, I, Star Wars I, I literally now. don't care. It's like, how can you not care? It's sci fi. You 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 know, you like yeah. the Star Wars. It's like, it's, it doesn't matter. It's a space opera. Okay, so <laughs> here's, here's, the, here's why I don't like it. Okay, and it's, it's my issue with a lot of things. And this is why, for me, it only ever sits six and a half, seven out of ten. All right. It's fine, makes sense. Makes sense. The story's not bad, but it's basic. Yes. Um, visually, it's okay. It's fine, but it heavily relies on battles and things like that, which mm-hmm. for me lacks subtlety. But one of the other things it does is it doesn't sit anywhere. <laughs> if that makes sense. Well, you mean like genre-wise? Not so much genre-wise. It's sci-fi. Ozzy, will you sit down? You gotta be one place or the other, Doug. Yeah, one or the other. <laughs> but it, it's. It, it kind of like sometimes it's funny yeah. sometimes it's super serious yeah. sometimes it's big battle sometimes it's drama sometimes it's a bit thrillery sometimes it's mystery yeah. pick something and excel at it rather than being too afraid to put your axe in something just pick something and go with it I think to me Star Wars stuff is the same thing to get kind of to the, the point of like pretension and, and, and pushing an idea just because it needs to be is that it suffers the same downfall as Harry Potter mm-hmm. is that because it's existed and it's it's existed for such a length of time especially with these new Star Wars with the whole idea of like the, the polarising of the fans on this one is because you've got some like hardcore fans who will say there's extended universe there's this there's that the other there's the games the cartoon show they all have this massive, massive canon which needs to be a tribe to, and if you don't do as that fan service, you're damaging the brand. And the same with Harry Potter. And there's so many people who absolutely hate parts of the films because it doesn't a tribe completely to the books. Even though it wouldn't work in the books, and I have my own problems with Harry Potter films and the fact that they don't make sense without the books. And it's just that whole, it's that weird kind of overpassionate thing. 
yeah, yeah. Which, mm-hmm. which leads to it. And I think that's the other side of, of what you have with, like, like bronies feel so attacked, whereas yeah. Star Wars, because it's so heavily supported by everything and publicised and advertised, and it's this whole idea of it doesn't matter what age you are, it's Star Wars, it's mass fans because it's spanned generations. It's, it's the other idea of fandom, which is... What the hell I was watching? They're way too protective of it. The other day. And... They were talking about how something didn't adhere to the original source material, and that was a really good thing because then no one could attack it because it was its own thing. Was it Gotham? No. Gotham's great. What the hell was it? Oh, uh, Zelda. Alright. So, um, do you remember the Mario show? Vaguely. That used to be on like Saturday mornings or something. Real vaguely. I remember seeing clips from it. Uh, well, it used to have the Mario cartoon on it. Yeah. But it also used to have live action Mario and Luigi. I don't remember that. It was like an intro. <laughs> okay. And had, no, like, no, you no. had like a little bit of Mario and Luigi and then you had um, the Mario cartoon and they, they were always like introduce it. No. Th- that's, that's at the end of the episode you had to like do the Mario dance. I remember that. Mario on the, the, the credit scroll and he's there dancing. Yeah, yeah. Either way. What they do on that show is occasionally they have a Zelda episode instead. Okay. So there's only like 12 episodes of the Zelda thing, and there's probably not much more of the Mario one. Mm-hmm. But occasionally, once a week, it'd be Zelda instead of thing. Yes. But they were saying the great thing that it did was it took enough of the universe, and I might be I might be getting this completely wrong. I might do be, not quote Zelda. Yeah, I might be. Getting, but they said it like their opinion was it took enough of the universe to be authentic but took enough liberties to not have to hit every point. Yeah. So it referenced everything. But it referenced everything, but it yeah. didn't always, always have to hit every point. Um, yeah. And that, that's essentially, that's, yeah. It's, it's just like, weird, different fan bases. And like, as you say, this leads into, leads into other things past fandom. Well, where, yeah, this, where this, this, so this is it. I think it is human nature to do this. Yeah. You know, you look at, and then it goes, let's go Trump. Um, you look at the Republican Party who will vote with him on anything and the Republican Party typically and the Democrats both do it where they yeah. vote with their party all the time you know and there's bills that were introduced by Obama yeah. that the Republicans heavily voted against and then the same bill is introduced by the Republicans and they vote for it and it's like how's that helping anyone? I mean that's been interesting though because it's I'd like to take that to obviously home country as in Brexit mm-hmm. and all that so obviously we had the, the election and whatnot and in a way, that whole balance at the moment in the UK is severely upset because you've got, but the, the, or at least in terms of the media's eyes, it's the, like a cataclysm that we're not following that route of you vote with your party because there's a whole thing of like the the whole like Brexit end vote and stuff like that, and a lot of the Conservative party voting against what May has put forward or changing their minds, even though that's their job to take information and change their minds based on information. For the best which is what they should be doing which yeah. is what they should be doing should be doing all along yeah you look in any kind of mass media newspaper and it's it's betrayal it's disrespect and you're thinking well since when's democracy or anything been about respect but it's not and that's, that's the Trump issue isn't yeah. it he's like demanding respect from people and demanding loyalty it's like it's like I'm president it's like yeah but you, you earn that that's <laughs> you can be given the title but you can't yeah, yeah you, 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 people should vote for what the best interest of something is yes um I mean, I don't think we have it as bad in the UK. There is obviously a 
There's a mix in the UK. But then there's the whole thing with I the mean, UK is family traditionalism of voting, which yeah, really is, pisses me off. It's the same in the States, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. My dad's always voted for Republicans, so I'm voting for Republicans. Well. My mum's yeah. always voted for My family's conservative, so, so I'm not conservative. conservative. Like, you yeah. get that, and then it's... Um, you get a lot of that anyway. Yeah. You know, it, it goes back to the idea that, you know, one of the big things I have when we talk about like religion with anyone, mm-hmm. I'll always point out that even though I would describe myself as agnostic, mm-hmm. because I don't think anyone knows. I think anyone, no one can be anything other than agnostic because no one's died and then come back and written an essay on it. Yeah. Like, I mean, I classify myself as atheist, but yeah. Yeah, but I, yeah. Would, I would probably say you're agnostic. Because you, you would describe me as agnostic, yeah. I would describe, describe pretty much anyone agnostic. as agnostic because you just don't know. No. You don't know. And you can make the most educated guess in the world. And you can you, you can have all the information, but until you've been there, See, you don't know. It's interesting with the whole agnostic atheist thing because it, I think it's, it comes down to how you define it, in a way. But to me, atheism is, I don't believe in a god because, one, I don't want there to be a god. So that's like a personal thing. And then the second thing is, because I can see no proof, to me, there is none. So mm-hmm. I start off with a blank, it's blank, until it's proven. Mm-hmm. To me, agnosticism is when you have, I went blank, I don't believe it until it's proven, but I kind of want that. No, I, I, I like the idea of that. And that's, that's what, why I class myself as an atheist, because it's like, well... Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I used to be able to call myself an atheist. I used to call myself an atheist for the same reasons. Yeah. But I call myself agnostic now because, it, for me, being agnostic is just having no clue, seeing no proof for or against, mm-hmm. so just going, cool, I'll take what comes. Yeah. It's not a wish for, it's then, not a wish for against, it's just, it just is. In a way, like, religion, in terms of, like, different things, which kind of, get pushed into this whole category the same with like Trump and all that kind of stuff if it's the one thing where I think if it comes from family it's still heavily questioned because I meet so many people who come from strong Christian families yeah and that forced them to question it yeah I mean I think there's that um, and I think with like with politics a lot of it they don't want to question it because like, it's politics it takes a lot to understand for me that's religion that's... it's just no, I, I need to stop and think about this. Yeah, but that's not questioning and looking for an alternative. That's questioning and rejecting. Mm. We're not always rejecting. Some of them get into it. Of course they do. Yeah. But, question, but when you, typically when you question, you reject and become yeah. atheist or agnostic. Um, so going back to when we talk to anyone about religion, I say, like, you know, what made you pick your religion? Mm-hmm. Well, it was the country you were born in and what your parents would believe mm-hmm. is typically the biggest decider of what religion you are. Like, you're not going to meet, really, someone out there who did all the research and chose Catholicism. Chances are they were born into a Catholic family in either a predominantly Catholic country or a Catholic community within a Christian country. Yes. And or they, they experienced a moment of tragedy within their life, and Catholicism was the first one to pick them up. Yeah. I, I mean, find that so often. That's it's so like, few It's so dependent on who's there at that moment. Yeah. Of where you're struggling. Yeah, but then again, that's that, and that is your community. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah again. Yeah. So, you know, let's talk, to widen about, out. talk yeah. about our grand for a little bit if we want. Um, you know, our grand's a lovely woman. She, um, she was born into a Catholic family and she is, she would describe herself as Catholic. Um, despite the fact that technically she's Protestant. Technically, yeah, but she, she would say she's Catholic. But yeah. either way, she was never a particularly religious person throughout our lives. 
she never pushed it on and she never really spoke about it and thing. but then since our granddad passed away she became more involved in the church but that was part of community yeah and even th- now she doesn't push religion on us no, not in any way yeah. shape or form no because she knows it's not a conversation we'd probably react well to but well even then I mean she's I think she's very aware of our views yeah, on but, religion so it's something like she's like in her mind she's settled on what happens or to some extent yeah, but I think it, so I, she just accepts the weeks the, the community aspect of it is the more yeah. comforting aspect of it less than the Catholicism but mm. if that was a Protestant church or Church of England church or you know a Seventh Day Adventist or yeah. whatever um, she might have fallen into that a little bit more yeah. but either way it is that partisan thing and it's that kind of well I've chose this or like this is this so I'm defending it to the hilt yes to the hilt um, you know it's, it's things like you get a lot of celebrities when all these sexual assault allegations come out against different people well I've never been touched by him so yeah so it can't happen so, so it can't happen well clearly it can because it does yeah on a regular basis I mean one you know, of the things that's, that's yeah. been in like the community of friends that I've been with recently which has annoyed me a little bit is I'm friends with a lot of people who are very outspoken about different things and I would say 99% of my friends are very left wing yeah you know most I'd, of them, I'd say that's fair, fair of your group of friends yeah. most of them are only fe- uh, uh, feminists yeah. you know no one's got a racist bone in their body like we're all very left wing we want the, the best for everyone and that's what we want but you know when something comes out about Kevin Spacey or yeah. Harvey Weinstein and you know these accusations are made and, and all this kind of stuff is is coming to light or in any way shape or form hide from that 70s show recently really and a few people have like come forward against against him and again just these are things I've been reading um, you know they'll very quickly vilify these people all right. very quickly vilify and yeah, that's fine and they're you know they're, they're believing the victims and that's cool and mm-hmm. you know there's there's a, sele- a large selection of these people that have made these accusations so there's not a great deal of smoke without fire here yeah but they're very quick to jump on sharing articles very quick to pass in comment but there's been quite a few accusations coming out against bands recently yeah, yeah. and some bands that we really really like yeah and they've been <laughs> making it up yeah and it's been like kind of having to hold my tongue a little bit going yeah, because I mean, you don't want to get attacked I, and, because and, it'll end up being and I don't think they're being malicious about it I don't think they're being dismissive and, and but again, they don't want to believe and again they're not the type of people who is going to go attack that victim on Twitter yeah and they're not the type of people who's going to you know, really walk out into the street and voice their opinion with a megaphone. Yeah. They're not going to make posts about def- defending the ban. They don't do that. But when we have a conversation about it, they're kind of like, oh, I don't know, like, it's only one person. It kind of sounds a bit, and you're like... It's that, it's that wanting that moment of doubt. Because, yeah. Because it's, they don't want it to... I mean, it's like with the, the Kevin Spacey thing. Like, the Kevin Spacey one shocked me, like, hugely. Because I... Didn't see it coming. Apparently, it didn't shock anyone in Hollywood. No, Hollywood was apparently fully aware. But we, yeah. we, you know, we live in a, a shady place in England, and it, it kind of came out, and I was like, "That's that's huge. That's like a, a thing where you've kind of got to take a moment and then reconsider everything you've seen because you've seen so many films and so many things." And the same with bands. It's like like with the whole Lost Prophets thing. 
Oh, there's a lot of profits in just so no, many people like when uh, none of my friends have defended Ian <laughs> Watkins in any way shape or form we are not defending Ian Watkins in any shape or form but it, it's yeah it was like, I remember when that came out and I remember so many people being like it can't be true even this was at the point where he was in court and had been fully arrested and there was evidence coming forward and they were like no no this is conspiracy this is this is this that and the other and it's like I understand that you have a want to protect yourself from that view Mm. of that thing and you don't want them to ruin something which you cared so much about but at the same time you kind of have to have a bit of reality acceptance yeah yeah but I think a lot of, I think a lot of that is our culture at the minute it's like we have a, so much which is based in escapism and so much of avoiding things and wanting to it's like you say with identities is we, we've got this, this so much of a want to kind of encapsulate ourselves into one identity so then we can be defined and accepted and at the same time escape the things which try and destroy that. And you can do that by being part of a movement, a fan club, a voting system, and ignore anything which is bad about it. Yeah. And I mean, that's essentially the problem with the Hollywood thing, is that you, there's so many sexual relations coming out right now, and for so long they're wanting to ignore it, because Hollywood makes the movies. And the magic. ignore it, I think it is more of a case of you're told to ignore it yeah. and there will be large consequences. Well, it's that consequences thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it's like if you if you can ignore it, then you don't have to deal with the consequences. I mean, look at how many people, like you've seen all the stuff like Terry Crews. Um, yeah, that's good. Makes it interesting. And, you know, he's he's now coming out saying he's been targeted. Yeah. People are following him. He thinks his phone's been tapped. I thought his kid's PC was hacked. Yeah, yeah. and it's like the power that someone could leverage over you hmm. if you do come out and you, you know, say something. See, then it's, I mean, in a way that's, it's a contrast to the way we are, like we were saying earlier, of like we have things which we hate mm-hmm. and we have things which we, we disagree with mm-hmm. and we ignore them until we're asked about them. Yeah. Yeah. So on the other side of that, you have, like this whole thing where people are ignoring things because they don't want the consequences of it. Yeah. And it's this weird kind of... Kind of like picking your battles, in a way. Yeah, yeah, but, you know... Because like we, would, we wouldn't... I don't think either one of us would stand by and let something which we felt was wrong happen. No. Because we're not that kind the of The battles people. we're picking on a day-to-day basis is whether to have a 25-minute conversation with someone about why that band's terrible or, you know why we don't like Star Wars. Yes. It's not, you know, the systematic... It's recognising the difference between something which is unimportant <laughs> yeah, it's not and something which is heavily important. <laughs> yeah, it's not the systematic institutionalised destruction of a bunch of people's youth. Yes. Um, you know, or destroying of someone. That's, yeah. Yeah. It's not the same thing. No. But, I mean, that's, that's less about the kind of, like, partisan thing and that's more about just the way the world is. Yeah. And people being horrible. But, yeah, it's, it's that kind of... Your withers are against us. It's like, no. Do you think there's a way to combat that? I think people need to realise you can care about two things at once. Yeah, but how do you? I mean, that's it's, this is the thing. Like, that's something we understand, or at least we think we understand. So we have in our minds that you can like two things at once. So we're happy with that. We don't have the partisan thing. How do you explain that in such a way to a person who generally thinks they're being attacked anyway without being attacked? How do you get that message through? I don't know. And that's that's the that's the problem. It's like it's like the whole essentially the whole hippie thing of like 
Some people like being victims. Yeah, if someone's going to be sad Because it gives there. them an identity. Yeah. And we're not saying any specific victims. Just no, and then this isn't about making false accusations or stuff like that. It's like people... People like to be argumentative. It's not even that they, they, they like drama. Yes. And they like things to go wrong. Because life is... And you know, there's a couple of people I know who... A lot of things seem to go wrong in their life more than anyone else's. And it's like... It's not just bad luck. That's often things you do which contribute to that. Yes. Yeah. I think if it's that weird thing of like... Because I remember kids. And like people we grew up with. And you get a lot of kids who have way more drama than other kids. Like some kids will go to school every day. No issues. Mm -hmm. No issues in the problem. They may not be that smart. They may be very smart. But they'll keep going. They'll get a job. They'll, They'll keep going. Nothing will ever really, really rock that boat. And then there's other ones who go out of their way to rock the boat. Yeah, it's like the kid that's always been kicked out of the classroom for being a, a, an idiot. Yeah. And, you know, you see it, and you, you're just waiting for it. You know he's going to say something stupid, and you know he's going to say something dumb. And yeah. when the teacher tells him to quiet down, he keeps going. And it's like, well, there you go. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, I don't know, you, you kind of... I mean, I've been attacked before by, like, people's mums who of people that students I've employed to work in bars you know I'm, I'm the manager and I've employed these people to work in bars and then I'll either not get rid of them but you know the shifts are, are cut down a little bit or they'll get a disciplinary or whatever yeah. and then mums will attack you phone up and be like you're victimising my son You're and it's like what do you mean yeah. I'm victimising your son you know, why I cut his shifts because he didn't turn up for two in a row like, or he's not that good at his job. That's why. I never... I mean, as a personality type, we're quite calm. Yeah. I think in general. Yeah, and overly relaxed to a fault sometimes. Yeah, yeah. same. It's, it's, it's that kind of thing. So, if, I don't know, maybe it's... Because I can't understand the want for drama. In any way, shape or form. No, that's what TV's for. Yeah, I do everything I can to avoid drama, and then I channel any conflict or trouble I have into art and watching things yeah. that's that's the release essentially so I don't know maybe a soul for this is just teaching people how to vent properly how to compartmentalise or that they don't need to vent everyone can, needs to vent they can just ignore something yeah but because that's the other thing and it goes back to it so I disagree there I like, think everyone needs to vent I need to vent of course they need to vent like <laughs> vent is part of life if things do go actually go wrong yeah, but, you know, some kid walking past you with a brony t-shirt on does not need you to vent at that kid. No. You just need to go, oh, but yeah, it's, 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 it's learning how to vent. If you have a, a place where you... If you have a place where you can vent in a way which is cathartic, well, no, because you don't need to do the street. Because what will end up happening is they'll go on Twitter and vent, and then someone will I'm not talking them. about Twitter. I'm talking <laughs> about just, like, something where... It's, it's like the whole, like, thing of... Like, the work I make is very dark. It's very dark because that's my way of venting. Mm-hmm. If I didn't vent, I'd be a worse person. Yeah. I'd be way more grumpy. Yeah. Way more vindictive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that kind of spills out. But it's like, regardless of how calm I am, at some point I'm going to yell at someone or I mean, say I'm, something which is going to just destroy someone. I'm always grumpy and. Yeah, because really, you don't vent. <laughs> really petty and, you know. But. I'm still very calm about it. Yeah. To a point. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just learning how to do that. I have occasional rants at people at work. Of course you do. But we, we all do. 
you know. That's what it is. Some people are idiots. But I don't take it to their face. Don't no. send them a text about it. I don't write it on the Facebook wall. No. But then that's that's the whole other side of it. That's the whole other conversation of people not understanding how how social media works. But and the impact that that kind of generates and as I say, it's, it's, it's that attention hiring thing, isn't it? Like if you put it on a Facebook wall, it's well, yeah, it's little things like um, it's mob mentality. When right? you see like a uh, an article pop up on your feed, and um, you scroll down, and it's just something you're not a fan of, so you just get a dislike shit. Yeah. It's like well, cool. Cheers. Yeah. Move on. Mm. Like, if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. Because it, it's perfectly acceptable for something to be not your thing. Yes. Like, if it's just not my vibe, cool. Like, but again, I'm not the kind of person that's going to go out of the way to disparage something because it's not my vibe. I just ignore it. But then in but a at way... at the same time, just because it is not my vibe doesn't mean I don't... I hate it and think less of you for liking it. But in a way... That's the thing, isn't it? I'm like, curious why we're like... To me, because like, that's that's the thing of like as much as annoying as like paternalism is and all of this is, I don't get why we're like we are comparative to the people. I don't know what makes a person like that, and that's that's where I'm looking for a solution. Anyway. I think we came from a very small town. We did come from a small town. Um, I was in a glass of water. Okay. Um, um, so yeah, I think. We came from a very small town where not a lot happens. There's not a lot of successful people from there. There's like a lot of kind of you're born there, you stay there, you do what you do, and you you, know, you, you buy your stuff from Asda, and you shop at the same shops, and you see Linda down the market, and you know you, you do this kind of thing. There's a lot of kind of plod to life there, and for me, it was always a a want to get out of that and to move on and to achieve things and do things but at the same time you're quite humbled I don't know I don't have lost my point there you have because in the same way I think well you literally what you just described breeds patternism oh, I think that does yeah. if you stay because it's, it's that thing of like we, I mean it's looking at the people comparative to who we grew up with is when you look at them and they get they live in a small town they have the same jobs and the same friends and they stay there and they do all that and then my damn point was, that community kind of thrives into that so it's why why would be, there be an exception to it yeah hold on I, I, did, <laughs> I did have a point and when I went to get the glass of water I completely forgot my point um, why are we like that it was like small town it was more like the idea that you feel powerless yes and you feel removed from some of the grander aspects of life yeah you know, there's no one really around you with fancy cars. There's no one really around you with fancy houses. There's no one really around you that's achieving things. So, it's, yeah. Again. It's, I get what you're trying to say. Yeah. Essentially, you're saying because you can, not to put words in your mouth, because you can see the, the, the larger sides of life, the more explored sides of life, and you can see the same side of life around you and you can see the patterns which everyone's falling into part of you goes I need to one come to terms with what's around me but two I need to go explore that 
Yeah. And the only way to explore that is by just being okay with what's here. But also open to that. But open to that. But anytime. open to that thing. Yeah. And open to that thing. And by doing that, you don't, you don't, you don't have the conflict of arguments with those around you because you're never going to go out of your way to question it. Because if you did, you'd never get the stuff which is bigger. No, I mean it's, it's not so much. I want to be bigger as well. I think we were very lucky to be born into a family which didn't push anything on you. Yeah. And I think you were left to your own devices to go find what you wanted to like, decide what you disliked, decide what you liked, and then no one ever kind of fought against you no. in any way, shape, or form. You know, not that either of us are gay, but we never had like coming out to no. fight against because we thought our parents would be prejudiced. You know, you know, we do have the 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 look, I suppose, of being, you know, straight white males. So there's got a great deal of privilege in society. Yeah. So we didn't have anything to fight against like that and we always had the opportunity to explore things like we never had music pushed on us we never had status pushed on us we never had like um, you know just things pushed on us so we were always free to explore and do things and we were both inquisitive people so we would look at something decide if we liked it or didn't and then move on I think that's that's essentially the key but and, and it's not like about us coming from nothing because we weren't no poor. we weren't poor and we weren't, we weren't rich. Of, we weren't rich. We weren't poor. We were just kind of there, and it's it was we were born into such a kind of I want to say I don't want to say vanilla because it makes it seem boring, but no, but we were born into a safety. Essentially, that's what we, we were born into. It, it was it, vanilla is the right word. You know, you, you've picked up. There's nothing wrong with vanilla ice cream. It's there. It's it works. It does its job. But. You could add some raisins to it, and it might go ooh. Like you put some sprinkles on top, and you might go ooh. Uh, you know, there's weird mint things that you get from Blight and ice cream, which you put on top, and you go whoa, what is this? I think... Whole new world. And like you can, you can take that, and we, we're essentially like a blank slate, yeah, allowed to be written on. Whereas we didn't have anything that kind of there was nothing written on us from, from day one. I think that's a, in a way that's a good message. It's a good message for anyone kind of who has kids and they worry about it. Or they, they kind of even if they have kids, if if you allow them that freedom and allow them that time to explore, regardless I of what you do, so. like yeah, raising kids, like you just let them explore yeah. what. Like they that's want. that's that's how it would avoid it. Because then, by yeah. the time they become adults, they're good at decision making. They're good at having an identity because they don't feel the need to have a massive identity. I think it's or breeds, class one to something. It breeds yeah, a more um, kind of. Yeah, just open and easier life for you as an adult. It, it, I think it's a it lot does. less stressful. Yeah, yeah it's just don't don't tell your son he can't play with dolls. Don't tell your daughter she can't, you know, grab a hammer and hit things. It's like don't pigeonhole well, them. Don't, well, don't hit animals yeah. or people. You or, know, we don't want whatever. a maggie situation. But like, <laughs> don't don't pigeonhole them. You know, don't well, let them pick out their own clothes. Like let them. It's, it's essentially boils down to let them make their mistakes. Yeah, let them make their own mistakes and let yeah. them learn from it, and that's what keep them safe, but let them make their own mistakes. That's pretty much what we did, and I yeah. think that's probably why we are like we are. We were allowed to make our own mistakes, and yeah. then we were allowed to decide whether why those mistakes were mistakes, or if they were a mistake in the first place. And we'll continue to make those mistakes. Yeah, I mean, as we as we do daily. I mean, yeah. this is it. Like, yeah, mum generally thinks most of my tattoos are mistakes, but yeah. 
I mean, there's a few which I disagree with, but apart from that, yeah. but again, you know, I have tattoos. And, but that's a good message. I think that's that's a good point to end on. Yeah, I think it, I think to bottle it down yeah. is just be more open to things. Don't do things because you think you should be doing them. And learn to let things go. And learn to let things go and not care about things. Just, you don't to need to fight everything. That's... No, and no one cause is more important than another. Yeah. Simply because you think it is. Put your effort into fighting things which are more important than fighting for your best your favourite book it's not even that it's like, one of the things that really does annoy me on, on social media you see it quite a lot is like you know someone will start talking about something like raising money for something local yeah and then someone will go can't believe you're talking about this kids are dying in Syria and you go yeah it's very possible that the person can care about both things yes just because they're talking about one doesn't mean they're ignoring the other. And the same reason is just because I'm not talking about the thing you like doesn't mean I hate it. Yes. It just means I'm not talking about it. Like, that's it. It's just And that's the way to go. Yeah. yeah. Cool. And also Thanks. stop getting offended so easily. Well that's a whole other argument. Yeah. I can be offended in, all I want. In, in context of this, it's like <laughs> in context of this, yeah. In context of this, just don't just, buy everything. People are gonna hate what you do. Just because people are gonna like, like what you do. Like, that's, that's just the yeah. thing. Yeah, I think that's oh. probably a good place to end. That's a good place to end. Well, thank you for coming on, man. Is that right? Kicking well, off 2018. Coming on. I've come to your house. This is the first podcast not taking place at the you table. You're in my apartment. That is the thing. So. So there's, there's a few unique aspects to this, but. Yeah. Well, well, A, I'm your brother. Yep. B, it's the first one not in Lincoln. Yep. And it's in my place, not yours. Yeah. And first one 2018. We've also got a dog. There's also a dog here the entire time. Yeah. And uh, that pretty much sums it up. And we'll see you in a couple of years. Thanks for listening, guys. Oh, oh, can I oh. get a plug? Go plug it, plug it. Go follow my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Graham will put a link down below. It's just food porn pictures. Pictures of food and drink. Go follow my Instagram. Done. Oh, and we'll talk to you guys later. Yeah, <laughs>